welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. guys and welcome to episode 49 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host Belinda Risley and tonight I am joined by the very talented 22-year-old Australian racing car driver Caitlin Wood who has just competed in the inaugural 2019 W Series Championship as the only Australian representative. I'm very proud of her. She's from Newcastle. She started racing karting when she was just seven years old, thanks to her older brother and her father. She's got a wonderful story, and I hope you enjoy it today. Don't forget, guys, we do have an upcoming motorsport industry conference that will be happening in Melbourne, November 29 and 30. Please head to MIC 2019.com.au and to register your interest in the upcoming today event. We have our host booked in. We have our keynote speaker tentatively booked or to be released in the first couple of weeks of September. It's going to be a fantastic pack of useful workshops and presentations around motorsport fitness, nutrition, mindset, how to gain sponsorship, social media, branding, public relations, leadership, building um, effective teams, um, culture, anything basically in order to improve our industry and your business. So again, please head over to mic2019.com.au. Now let's help welcome Caitlin to the show. Hey, Caitlin, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so you've just come off the end of the W Series for 2019, but before we get stuck into that, we've got the fast four questions um, on behalf of Plus Fitness. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. All I'm right. Ready. Favorite racetrack? Bathurst. Pineapple on Peters? Yes. Yeah. Ford or Holden? Oh, Ford. Ford. Um, or fruit or veggies? Veggies. Yeah, me too. Favorite veggie? <laughs> Sweet potato. I agree. I love it. However, yeah. I'm on to eggplant chips at the moment. Yeah, they're not too bad, but I just can't go past sweet potato. Yes, I love it. All right, Kayla, so more excitedly, um, at 21 years of age, you've just finished your first season of the W Series um, 2019. How did all of that come about? Oh, um, oh, it's a yeah, um, like yesterday, to be honest, it's all going so quickly. Um, but it the W Series pretty much come, as everyone saw in the media, it sort of come evolved this time last year, to be absolutely fair. Um, there was always talk about the championship, um, but there was no, there was nothing like actually set in stone. So I pretty much got wind of it this time last year and I got uh, asked to be a part of it from the W Series, well, to go through the selection process and... I thought, why not? Um, at that point in time, I didn't have any drives available and I've always wanted to go back into single-seaters. So uh, it was, you know, the, the best opportunity to come past me at, at that point in my career. Yeah, because you were living in the UK. So you are originally from Australia. Um, 
have you got UK parents or have you just picked up the accent? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I've just picked up the accent. I've actually only been here 18 months. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I grew up, lived in Australia until I was 18. And then um, I moved to Germany by myself for racing in 2016. So I lived in Germany for two years and then I'm on my second year here in the UK. Wow. Good accent. <laughs> I'm so Thanks. proud. <laughs> um, so you did start cutting when you were seven. Uh, how did you get involved in it way back then? And tell us, um, I guess, your journey to getting to the W Series. Yeah, essentially, um, back in go-karts, uh, my brother and my father were definitely big roles. So I have an older brother. He's about 12 years older than me. So when I was born, he was already karting. So I, I just grew up around it at the go-kart track and I didn't really know anything else, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I thought it was normal. Yeah, same story. Yeah. My older yeah. brother is 11 years older than me. So exactly when I was born, this was my family's life. And so yeah. like my childhood toddler year primary school years everything was out the track as well yeah yeah exactly so um yeah I didn't I didn't think anything of it I just wanted to go racing as well I wanted to follow in my brother's footsteps so yeah I was lucky enough that my parents were really supportive of it and I got my first go-kart on my seventh birthday and we went out to Newcastle kart track and I didn't make it past the first corner and I was already in the gravel so um my dad and my brother had a lot of running around to do but it was no it was great fun and uh pretty much just progressed on on from there. I don't think any of us thought that I'd be living in Europe or the UK racing internationally. So I've been really lucky and I've worked really hard for, for where I am. And um, yeah, the W Series pretty much come at a really vulnerable time in my career when I when I needed it. And, um, you know, I didn't just want to be a part of it. I, I needed it for my career. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity that they've given me to get back into single seaters and to progress in my, essentially in my career. So after karting, you moved up into Formula Fords um, and then yes. you went to Formula Fours and then you decided to go overseas or did you double in um, some other things before that? Uh, so, yeah, as, as you said, I, I got out of go-karts when I was around 15, 16 and I was lucky enough to get into Formula Ford and that was, again, through, um, through my dad and my brother. So, again, with him being a few years older than me, uh, he raced Formula Ford and it was just a family team run um, car. So it, it was always just out of our shed with my dad and my brother working on it. And um, yeah, my brother had a little bit of an accident or whatever. He's absolutely fine. But the car was in a million pieces in the shed and pretty much stayed there for a few years, to be honest. So um, yeah, I, I got old enough. And then I was like, so dad, when, when do I get to have a go? And he was like, oh, really yes. and uh, yeah he's like all right well if you can put it back together then you can you can race it so that's that's what we did those Christmas holidays I, I put the car back, back together with my my dad and my brother and then we we took it racing as a as a family so that was um you know, a really special part of my career and I always look back to it now and it's, it was so much fun and we did two and a bit years of Formula Ford so I did the first year with my family and then I joined uh, the Synergy race team from Sydney with Justin Cotter and I, I raced with him, which was, which was great. It was the next step that I really needed in my career to, to join a proper race team and, um, you know, get the insights on how it all works. And after Formula Ford, I did 
two races in Australian F4, something like that, um, with Dream Motorsport. And, yeah, then that was pretty much my single-seater experience. Um, unfortunately finished because we didn't have any more sponsorship or anything like that. And, yeah, essentially with the whole Europe opportunity, I was working full-time. I was working two jobs, actually, at the time. Um, and I didn't think that I would be racing in 2016. I sort of thought, you know, I've hit, I've hit that mark in my career and if I can find something, I can find something. And if I can't, like, this is going to be a tough year, but we all have them. And the opportunity came about um, through Writer Engineering and they invited me over. So within, like, a month, I just moved <laughs> over to Germany by myself wow. and I worked for their team and then I raced in the Young Stars Championship in GT4. Which you won. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations. It's all right to talk yourself up, Kaylee. <laughs> you can get <laughs> on the back because it's an amazing achievement. Um, so, how, well, first of all, how did you go moving to an international country by yourself? Had you ever traveled um, before by yourself? And how did you go fitting in with the language, the food? Um, where did you live? Tell us all those exciting things that, you know, aspiring junior drivers um, who possibly have this opportunity to go and do that know what they're up for oh well it's bloody hard I'm not gonna lie most people go over for six months and then they they go back home because it's it's really tough and I'm not gonna lie I definitely had a few of those moments um Germany was a really difficult country just straight off 18 trying to go and move to and make friends like I, I didn't live in a city either which didn't really help so there was a massive language barrier um I, I lived in a essentially like a rural uh, village over there uh, and everyone just spoke German. So that was really tough for me. I'm not a very good language person. So I picked up bits and pieces and I could go to the shops and order food and I could get by. But other than that, I, I wouldn't be able to hold a conversation. I was really grateful for the team. Writer Engineering really looked after me. Um, and I, I literally just based myself five, ten minutes from the workshop in that little village called Laufen and I moved in with another racing driver who was in the W Series this year, Naomi Schiff. Um, so she was nice enough to let me move in. Before that, I was literally bouncing between cheap hotels and couches and wherever I could. Um, so, yeah, then I moved in with her and um, then, I, then yeah, we had that <laughs> those two years together, which was quite interesting, really fun. And, um, you know, writer was a really great experience. But, uh, yeah, as a whole, living in Germany, the scenery was absolutely beautiful. The mountains, um, you know, you could go hiking on the weekends if you weren't at a racetrack. Um, but I pretty much just put my heart and soul into, into racing at that point. I was always on the road with the team, traveling you know, to Italy, France, wherever, Slovakia, Hungary, um, just, you know, I was working for the team, so I would help out wherever I could. And then when I was racing, I was racing. So, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, one of the best experiences of my life, but, yeah, definitely one of the hardest. And so what were you doing within the team? So I said before that you put your own form of Ford back together. Are you a mechanic as well? No. <laughs> Uh, I wish. <laughs> um, no, uh, I was pretty much just doing anything and everything, to be completely honest. I would help out in the workshop, but obviously not, nothing too hands-on. Um, uh, I pretty much I was doing a lot of driving for the team, so I was a little bit going out to pick up tyres and then, you know, um, chauffeuring people around within the team to get them where they needed to be. It was just a, a variety of different things, to be completely honest. On a race weekend, obviously, um, 
oh, it was, yeah, it was just everything. You know what racing's like. <laughs> you just yeah. go in and you, and you go in as that, that, that helper. Um, so you just, yeah, the gopher, essentially. And you just <laughs> run around and see where you can help. And, you know, I did a bit of driver coaching and stuff, but most of their driver coaching and training started when I moved to the UK. And how did that come about moving um, to the UK? What was, was that for W Series or was that for another opportunity? No, well, at this point in, because I moved in the beginning of 2018, at this point, the W Series hadn't really become on everyone's radar. It was still, I think, in the, in um, you know, the upcoming process. Yeah. Um, Genuinely, I just moved to the UK because my German visa ran out, if I'm completely honest. So um, my visa ran out. I had to go home. So I went home to Australia for Christmas. And um, I'd been in contact with a UK race team uh, with uh, who raced in the European Lamborghini Series. They wanted me to be a part of uh, their team and help out another driver. So pretty much we had like a few phone calls and stuff I went and did a test before I moved and not moved before I um went back to Oz and I shook hands with him there and then and I said if you can get me a job and a place to stay then I'll come to the UK so that's what he did and then I got a flight in February and didn't know where I was living I got picked up from the airport and um yeah that's how I moved to the UK then again um I was fortunate enough that they had quite a few uh contacts in the instructing industry over here in the UK so I got started doing instructing um for work and now I'm a full-time um arts instructor over here and I work at everywhere <laughs> to be honest I'm always on the road in instructing for a bunch of different companies I work at Palmer Sport um you know Mr Palmer's complex in Bedford and I work for a few different uh, track day companies open track and yeah it's been great I really enjoy the job going over so your applications are currently now open I saw last week for the W series for 2020 so as you said it was pretty much a year ago when this all came about like was it just a dream come true like talk us about okay you applied um it was just an application online what was the process after that how, how did it all come about and were you jumping for joy or how did you celebrate and tell us a bit about it. <laughs> well yeah it was just an online application and obviously I filled it all in and I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to to go to Austria to milk and see how I went essentially when I got the application accepted I I was I was excited, but I I you know I didn't have a spot yet, so it was just like I've got to focus on the next on the next step, and I was really excited in milk because that was a really tough. It was an amazing amazing few days. It really um, tested everything. To be completely honest, everything was tested. So you, you come out of it and you're like, whoa, I've really learned as a driver and as as an athlete. So um, to to make it to the next step after that, I knew that I've that I'd achieved something quite quite special so I was really proud of that um but yeah it was so much fun the conditions were crazy with the ice and the snow and you know I'd never really (laughs) been in anything like it before so it was a a lot of fun and then after milk we then went to Almeria in Spain and actually tested the F3 cars which was obviously (laughs) you know uh, one of the best things (laughs) to 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 have done uh, at this point I hadn't driven an F3 before so it was amazing to, to get that and we did really well we showed our pace and I was able to, to get into the top 12 which which got straight through into the 2019 series so um, yeah I was really really proud um, 
really happy to represent Australia as well as, as the only um, one. So, yeah, it was just a, yeah, it was a really great experience. I've, you know, I've had an absolute great time this year. There's obviously been ups and downs in the championship, like any championship you compete in with, like, my results. Uh, but um, overall, you know, I've, I've had an amazing time and, you know, it's all credit to the W Series. They're doing a great job in getting women in the spotlight and in, you know, improving their careers. You just look at Jamie now. She's got a Williams, you know, sim contract, you know, each and every driver is getting more opportunities just from being a part of the W Series. So, you know, I'm really proud to be a proud of it and I want to continue the journey with them. And do you qualify for one of those instant recognitions for 2020 or you still have to apply again? Uh, no, so unfortunately I missed the requalification by one point in the championship. So that was... Um, yeah, a bit of a slap in the face at Brands, but we did the best that we could. We had a bit of a iffy start to the season with a few issues. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. That's motorsport. So, you know, I think it'll be a really great story to miss out on the reselection by one point in 2018, I mean 2019, and then, you know, finish in the top three in 2020. So the goal is to get back on the grid and, um, you know, do well. And how do you prepare for that, Caitlin? So I know that you're writing to your fitness training. Um, so what are you doing now in order to prepare for the 2020 season? Well, at the moment, to be completely honest, I've just been on holiday. Like, I'm just on holidays with my family. So it's been such a busy season. It's been a busy year. I'm actually taking some time off for some rest because, like, this whole waiting game and knowing whether I'm going to be racing next year, whether I'm going to be reselected is, um, you know, it's quite mentally draining. So I'm just trying to not think about it at the moment, keep my head on straight, work, hang out with my family because my parents will head home next week to Australia. And, um yeah, as in training, obviously, I, as you said, I really enjoy my training. Uh, I do a variety of, of different training. This year, I was lucky enough to work with Hintzer, who um, was a partner of the W Series. So they pretty much became my full-time coach. And we did a lot of work in pretty much just turning my advantages in my fitness routine or turning what I would think of a disadvantage into my advantage. So just changing up my, my program a little bit, obviously focusing with it being a Formula car, focusing really much on your core and your upper body, making sure you're strong enough um, with all the G-forces that we uh, obviously feel throughout the races. And then just keeping your fitness intact in and, and pushing yourself. It's um, in the in the hot conditions when we're at Mizano and things like that, it's a it's a tough gig, but you know, it's uh nothing compared to the two hour stints and stuff that I've that I've done in the past in GTs. So I'm you know, pretty happy with how my fitness and everything has come about. And you talked about the disappointment, Caitlin, of missing out by one point. How has your mind <sighs> been and what what has it been over the course of the, I guess the last ten months? It's been tough. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's been it's been tough. It's been amazing. It's been a roller coaster essentially. At the beginning of the year, you go in with like such, you do as a driver, you go in with such high expectations that I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and when things start essentially going wrong or not how you see them to go, you you do get a bit of a an eye-opener in a sense um so you know we had a few issues and then I made a mistake and then you know it's just like a, a, a back-to-back of things that go wrong and you get yourself down over it so um yeah that's what happened <laughs> in the middle of the year I was a bit down because you know I was 
I didn't have the results that I believed that I could achieve. And I just had to take a step back. I had to, you know, say no to work a little bit, take a bit of time for myself and try and do everything 100%. You know, I don't have, um, you know, just been able to focus on, on racing. I do have to work. I work full-time instructing. I'm always traveling. I'm always training. So it can get a bit much at times. So I had to really try and reel everything in and, and focus on everything 100% in trying to, instead of just trying to do everything all at once, which I did. And I got my head back. And then that's when we finished fifth at Aston. So, um, yeah, I've, I've had some really, really great moments this year, really great highlights. It was just a bit of a shame for myself. The start of the season didn't go how we wanted, but, you know, that's motorsport. So, um, yeah, we come back in the second half. We showed what we could do. There's one point. <laughs> so, I've, you know, I've shown Dave Ryan and everyone um, what I can do. And, you know, they see in the data that, you know, when things were going wrong, um, that I was able to, to drive around them and, and do what I had to do and um, just continue on. So I never had an accident or anything once. Um, so, yeah, just fingers crossed. I'll find hopefully find out in the next month or so whether I'll be back on the grid uh, once they obviously reassess the new applications and, um, yeah, I want to be the Aussie back on the grid. Oh, we wish you all the very best and we hope to see you there as well. Um, but did you, you work with a mindset coach, Caitlin, or do you work with a sports psychologist or did you, um, or did the W series provide you with anything like that? Um, the Hinsa coaches uh, who do our fitness and everything were pretty much very similar. They weren't prop, like you know qualified um, mindset coaches or anything like that, but they were able to see everything from another angle and, and help you um, also change your perspective. But no, I didn't work with a mindset coach or anyone. It was just like myself and my my boyfriend. He really <laughs> made me take a step back and try and focus on myself and my dad. And it was just family more than anything. Thing. I'm, I have always been one to put too much pressure on myself and then, you know, end up being all upset as to why nothing's working, but it's just too much pressure. So, you know, uh, towards the end of the season, I was able to manage that a lot better than at the beginning. And, um, yeah, I think a mindset coach is something that we'll, we'll look into, but I seem to get a handle on myself as the season went on. So, you know, that's an achievement in itself. Fantastic. Well done, Caitlin. Well, I've just got a few more questions I've um, posted that I was interviewing today on that Facebook group. And so I've got some yeah. of the ladies um, were wanting to know, can you please ask her what is what the W Series was like compared to standard race events in regards to camaraderie and competitiveness? What is about the same or better or worse? It was honestly the most like. That's from Rochelle experienced in any ever it was insane I didn't know what to expect I'm Aussie so I'm very blunt I'm very black and white I didn't know if I'd actually make any friends um but yeah it was um yeah the like the, the most I've, I've ever ever I've ever witnessed everyone actually really got along if people had issues with each other like we just go speak about it behind cameras and you know get it over and done with and and the next session it was all forgotten about we'd all moved on so you know there was there was no bitchiness or anything like that 
that I experienced anyway. I don't know. I think everyone's experience might be different, but I was really impressed with that. Um, there's a few girls that, you know, you, you race with and you work alongside that you become really great friends with, like uh, Bites Kavissa. I think she's an, uh, an amazing driver, um, you know, has a really, really good attitude towards racing and is a really nice person. So when you race out on circuit, yes, you know, they're, they're your competitor, they who you want to beat. But off track, yeah, I did make some really great friends and um, it was a really great environment to be a part of. That was something, if I'm completely how it would, money that's involved, how, how um, big the W Series got. I wasn't sure how everyone would be able to, to that. But, yeah, I was... Like I said, really, really happy and, um, you know, really proud of all the women to, you know, be really respectful of one another. And, Kayla, do you think the fact that the W Series is a level playing field as far as sponsors, cars, uh, and pretty much, I guess, everything is concerned, um, that has made a major difference in that camaraderie and, and in the relationships within the field? Yeah, I was saying so because there's not a lot that you were able to change that like at the beginning of the weekend you you know before you got there you didn't actually know who your engineer was going to know what car you're going to be in and then each radio series had already selected set up for you guys to run and then that's what everyone you're only able to change like minor things so hang on excuse me <laughs> um you're only able <laughs> thanks you're only able to change very minor things, so maybe a few holes on the front or rear wing, and then that that was that was about it. So, yeah, having that variable, um, I think, like you said, everyone knew that if you were at the front, then there's no, no taking that away from you. You'd worked hard. You're a good driver. So, yeah, that that definitely, I think, um, helps. There was there was there was no other excuses, was there? <laughs> you know, right, that's right. Um, and what about your sponsors? Did you have um, sponsors from the previous year from the GT series um, that when you got into the W series that you went, oh, thanks, but no thanks, I'm right, for 12 months? Or how did that relationships, um, I guess, where, what what point are they at? Did they just sit by the sideline? Did they still continue to support you? Or Yeah, well, um, to be honest, in what year were we in? 2018, when I, I was just doing selected rounds in uh, the Lamborghini. So I actually only did three rounds in the whole year. Um, and that was just due to sponsors, as you know, um, like most people. So I actually only got round by round sponsors. So at that point in time, I didn't have anything um, for uh, 2019. So I unfortunately wasn't lucky enough to carry them over to the W Series or anything like that. Um, ultimately, I'd, I'd love to work with an Australian brand al alongside the W Series. I think that would be, um, you know, really, really special. And, you know, we'd have like an Aussie team. But, um, yeah, at this point in time this year, I just obviously focused on, on the racing and everything. And now that I know how it all works, and you know the ins and outs of what I'm allowed to do, and and you know who we can bring in, and you know just everything really. You you know the setup. It just really helps. So yeah, if I am to hopefully get you know a seat for 2020, I think that's definitely something I'd like to look at into into bringing an Aussie brand into the into the series alongside myself. I think that would be really special. I think it would be fantastic too, and I'm sure there'd be. <laughs> 
you know, some international business that has, you know, business in Australia and, and the UK and basically everywhere um, over there that would benefit from that partnership. So we'll make sure we put all your details in the show notes. So if anyone knows of a business that is wanting to support Caitlin, they can get in contact with you. Um, so obviously that's the goal for 2020, Caitlin, is to restart with the W Series. If you are uh, unsuccessful, do you have another plan? Um, if I'm honest, no. But does anyone ever have a plan in like August and September for the coming up year in motorsport? No. So, yeah, I've been able to make it work for the past four years in Europe and I don't even know how I've done it. So <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it somehow. But ultimately, my, my full long-time career goal is Le Mans. So, um, you know, I'd have to use my prize money really uh, carefully and see what paths and what roads would be best if I unfortunately was not able to go back in 2020. So, yeah, we'll um, see see what we can do. I love GT racing, but I, you know, I've fallen in love with Formula 3. So we just, um, you know, see see what happens, and I can probably tell you that in the next month or two months. So we'll figure it out. And is your partner in motorsports as well? Uh, yeah, Matt, he um, he did go-karts and everything. He was, um, you know, a, a factory kart driver, actually, back in the day. <laughs> and um, now he's just really supportive. He works as an instructor as well. And, um, yeah, we both have done very different things in our career. So it's really nice to have someone who's been in the industry, I guess, who knows the pressures of it um, so they can help you on that side but can also – you know, help you help you see things when you need to see them. I think that's true. That was really important and what I needed this year. So, you know, he helped me just bring me back a bit and uh, focus on myself. So, yeah, been great. <laughs> that's fantastic. And where's your brother in all of this? Is he your number two fan or? <laughs> yeah, he's back home in Oz. He's living it up, like in the sunshine and stuff. So, <laughs> no, um, we still talk, obviously, quite regularly. Uh, no, he doesn't race anymore. So he, um, yeah, he pretty much stopped racing in Formula Ford. Uh, but he then went into the engineering side of things. Yep. So he was actually an engineer in uh, V8 with um, Dalberto back in the day, about a few years back. Um, but now he's out of motorsport altogether. He has his own family now. So he's got his uh, first child. And, um, yeah, they, they live uh, on the Central Coast. And, you know, they're having a great time there. So it's unfortunate that I don't get to see him very often. But um, I think that's that's the price you pay in motorsport sometimes, isn't it? Yes. So is it fair to say we've lost you to the UK? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, obviously, Australia will always be home. Um, but at this point in time, you know, the work that I'm getting over here is, is, is great. And it's, you know, motorsport-based. It's something I really enjoy. And unfortunately, there's not enough of this work in Australia for me to, to live off, essentially. Um, you know, we don't have the, a big enough population with the companies to, to make a living out of it. It's just like a part-time job. So um, whilst I can, whilst I'm young, I may as well stay over here and make the most of it and enjoy all the experiences because you never know who you actually work or you never know who you might coach and they might want to go racing. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes depending on visas and stuff. That's the tricky part. So if you know anyone, that would be great. <laughs> um, and have you got any aspirations to, to drive back here or like is it a category that you've been watching that you – 
think, oh, I wouldn't mind having a round in that or pursuing that maybe later in life? Yeah, absolutely. I always keep an eye on Australian motorsport. I think I'd be silly if I didn't. Obviously, I've still got a few friends that are racing in Super 2 and that, and I've been watching their progress, and it's really great to see. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, the bath is 12-hour. So I had two goes at it, and um, third time's the charm. So we were really unfortunate this year. We were second in class in GT4, and then the engine blew up with half an hour to go. So... I was a bit heartbreaking, but um, that is also motorsport. So, yeah, third time's the charm. Hopefully, that's definitely a race I want to. I want to fully get the tick for and and tick it off and and end up on that podium. But uh, yeah, I think I got my eyes set on that still for now. Ultimately, you know, everyone loves the the Supercars Championship, and it would be. Uh, a great opportunity or something that I would love to do but at this point in time um you know my career seems to be over here and uh I'll come home eventually <laughs> <laughs> or not <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see what Matt's up to hey um so Caitlin I've got one more question uh, Liz has asked I'm wondering if Caitlin has any advice on combating pre-race nerves maybe she's lucky not to have them um, but has heard, oh, but have you got any advice from others? Yeah, that that is, you know, I think you've just got to realise if you're nervous, it means you care. That was something that took me a while to to get my head around. Like, I'm not, I'm not nervous just for the sake of being nervous. Like, I'm nervous because I really care about where I finish or, or how I race and, and doing a good job. So, if you sort of just switch your mind frame around and switch how you look at it, nerves aren't a bad thing. They're they're really a good thing because it. I think if you went into a race and you weren't nervous at all, I think then you've got a bit of an issue because it's like, do you care? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Um. That's sort of what I do. Uh, obviously, you've got to be able to manage them, though. You can't let it take over you and you get a bad start or whatever and then you're thinking about the bad start the whole race. I think you've just got to focus on the present. As hard as that may be, you just think of an anchor or something that can bring you back. Um, you know, if you do a lot of visualisation before the race or, you know, as, as a tool, if you can find an anchor that brings your mind back to the present moment, um, then really, really focus on that to, to get yourself into the, into the correct mind frame for, for the race. You know, like I said, when you, when you line up to that start box, like, you, you're nervous. <laughs> you're not not nervous, um, but it's it's a really amazing feeling. You've just got to just got to think. I'd rather be nervous than not be on the grid at all. So you know, try and turn it into a positive rather than a negative. That's that's sort of how I try and see it. Fantastic advice. Thank you very much, Caitlin. Well, I won't keep it any longer from your holidays with your family. Uh, I do appreciate your time today. Um, thank you for sharing your story you. with us. No worries. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I really hope that we get to see your name again on 2020 W Series um, Racing Guide. If people are wanting to support you and follow your journey um, for 2020 and beyond, how can they um, follow you? Yeah, so pretty much the typical social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Caitlin Wood Racing. Um, I've also got my own website, but we're in the actual process of redeveloping it um, for a more updated <laughs> information and look. So that's also CaitlinWoodRacing.com. But yeah, essentially... Uh,
three social media and media outlets are the, the way to get in contact and to follow what I'm doing. Thank you very much again, Caitlin. No, we've paused. Oh, that's all right. We'll just come back. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so thank you very much um, again for your time today. All the best. And um, we look forward to seeing hopefully that press release come out in the next couple of weeks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care.